0: Yesterday, I was teaching an active shooter response class in the afternoon, something I really enjoy doing. Unfortunately, it's sad that it's a topic that needs to be taught. We live in a world where it's not only anticipated, it's almost expected that there's going to be another event. And the last couple decades have shown that they just keep increasing. I would gladly go back and only teach the communication classes that I teach if people quit killing each other. But as long as they do keep killing each other, I'm going to keep teaching people how to be safe and things that they can do to prevent these, things they can do to survive them and what to do after. And those are the things included in my book, Survive a Shooting, and included in the classes that I teach. Thank you for joining me with Coffee with Alan this morning. I have the I Am Groot Cup. And we got this cool little Groot spoon that fits in the handle here when when you're not drinking. Now, what does I Am Groot Cup have to do with active shooters? Good morning, Jay. Appreciate you being here. I bought the I Am Groot Cup last summer when we were at Disney World in the little gift shop outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new roller coaster ride that opened last year, which was one of the most fantastic roller coasters I've ever been on. It was really cool. We actually went on that roller coaster four times during our stay down there for that week, more than any other ride. So what does I Am Groot and Disney World have to do with active shooters? Well, it actually, I mentioned Disney World in my active shooter classes. And I mention it when I'm talking about exits because it is important to know your exits. Now, when you're in Disney World, you might be in that two-hour line so you can get on that two-minute ride, and they have all this cool stuff to keep you occupied while you're in those lines, and it's fun to look at those things and interact with those things, keeps you occupied while you're waiting, but there are also emergency exits along the way. Now, if you're paying attention, you'll see them. Some of them are very easy to see. I mean, you can't miss them. Others you might miss if you're you know, really engaged in some of the cool stuff that they have for you to be engaged with while i still engage in all that cool stuff and like it and you know with my family i'm always noticing the emergency exits because i know if something bad happens where i'm taking myself and family to get to safety good morning dixon so i want you to be aware of those as well Most people will go out toward the front door or the front entrance where they came in. They don't think about the other exits and the other ways out. This was tragically seen during the nightclub fire back east a number of years ago. If you remember that, 100 people died in that fire. And a large percentage of those that died were going back toward the front door. They bottlenecked in the hallway and died of smoke inhalation. A handful of people went out the kitchen door. A lot more could have gone out that exit if they would have thought about it or known about it. And that is why it is so important to know our exits. Jay says, keeping aware 100%. Part of our awareness living in yellow is to recognize exits and ways out. If I have any uh, Robert De Niro fans, Dixon, you got to be a Robert De Niro fan. So do you, Jay. And any Robert De Niro fans listening, remember the movie Ronin. Love that movie. It's one of my favorites of his. Near the beginning, he goes into the little cafeteria and the lady, Deidre, hires him for the the job that they're gonna do the rest of the movie. They walk out the back of that little cafe into the alley, and Robert De Niro walks over to the milk crates and pulls out the handgun that he had hidden there before he went in. Deidre sort of looks at him funny, And he looks back at her and says, lady, I never go into any place I don't know the way out of. That's how I want you to be. I want you to always know the ways out of the places you go in. It's amazing that I will talk to groups of people and I will talk about like a mall that is local. When I talk to Missoula groups, it's really easy. I'll use the mall here in Missoula. If I'm elsewhere, I'll use different malls or different locations and I'll get people thinking about a place in that mall and then ask them, where the nearest exit would be if an emergency happened. And many of the people, they go right to those main entrances and exits that we all use going in and out of malls. They completely forget or they don't know that almost every store on the ground floor of a mall will have an exit. They're used for you know employees only, bringing in shipments of things. We don't use those on a regular basis, but in an emergency, that's a way out out. Now, if you're on an upstairs floor of a mall, it changes things, right? But if you are on the ground floor of a mall or of any kind of business, it could be a big Walmart or, you know, a big box store. There are back doors and exits that are not meant for customers to use, but in an emergency, we can. Robin says, awesome. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate you being here. Or awareness is key. Thanks, Alan. Hard to read the little print on the screen. But thank you, Robin. I appreciate you being here. So we have to know those ways out. Once in a while, test yourself. When you're out and about, you go into a restaurant, you're sitting there say, how would I get out of here if there's an emergency? There's the front door we came in. There's the back door. There's a bar on it. Alarm's going to sound, but that's okay in emergency. That's what it's for. And I know there has to be a back door somewhere bare in the kitchen because when I came in the parking lot, saw some guy smoking beside the garbage cans out there. Quiz yourself. Where are the ways out? When you're in the mall, walk through the mall, notice which stores have an exit out the back. Because you'll see the signs, sometimes they're really easy to see, sometimes they're not. We don't use those doors, but they're there for an emergency. So that's sort of the one little thing that I wanted to share today regarding active shooter and emergency preparedness. Knowing your ways out and how to get to safety is so important. At the place where you work, there's probably one way that you always go in and out to your office or to wherever you're working. Take a moment once in a while and think, if I couldn't escape and get out that way, what are the alternatives? Are there alternate exits that you can use? Are there windows that you could go out? Would the windows open easily or would they have to be broken? Now, if part of your active shooter plan is I would break that window to get out, do you have means to break it? You know, they sell little hammers and little devices that will break windows and glass easier because some windows are not as easy to break as some people are led to believe. They think, oh, I just break the window. And then they find it's not as easy to break. So do you have a tool that will assist you and make sure that you can break that window? Do you have something to lay over the shards of glass so when you're going out that window or you're helping someone else go out that window, they don't get cut up? You know, I had a teacher one time tell me, well, I could break a window and put the students out that way. Okay, how are you gonna break the window? All right, so now we need a tool. And how are you gonna keep the kids from getting cut up when they go out? You know, you have a piece of carpet or leather or something that you can put over that broken glass so nobody gets cut when they're going out. If you're going to make a plan and include something like breaking a window in your plan, make sure you have the tools and you see that plan through so you can implement that plan safely. And that's the thing. Some people won't think things through. Oh, I'll just use my belt as a tourniquet. Why prepare to improvise when you could spend 30 bucks and have a real tourniquet and be better prepared to deal with in a medical emergency. And I'll tell you, some belts don't make good tourniquets. You know, I have a nylon belt that, you know, is used a lot of law enforcement security. We use that type of belt. You know, you can get them from 5'11 and places like that. And that belt would be okay. And you could use that as a tourniquet. I have a custom-made leather belt that is great for holding the holster, but it would be a terrible tourniquet. It's too tough and too stiff. It's my favorite belt. It was custom-made for me. I've worn it for years. It won't wear out. It'll hold a gun on my hip if I want to, you know, strap that on. But as a tourniquet, it would not be good at all. So don't prepare to improvise if you can buy a tool to help you with your plans. And that's getting a little bit farther than I wanted to go today because today I really just wanted to focus on knowing your exits. Now, since I teach a lot of active shooter classes throughout the year, I'm going to probably do a lot of these Coffee with Allens on different aspects of the stuff we teach. Today, I just happened to do exits because I wanted to use the I Am Groot cup and tell why I use Disney World in my active shooter classes. And it's because I enjoy going out, enjoying life. We enjoyed Disney World, had a great time on all the rides and eating the different foods and did my best to make sure that we were safe the entire time by knowing my exits and being aware and being a little bit better prepared probably than most people. I probably was one of the only people carrying a tourniquet around with me inside Disney World. And it wasn't one of my cat tourniquets. It was a SWAT T. They're easier to carry. And it's a real little small kit that I carry when I don't carry larger gear with me. Just being prepared just in case. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to be prepared, not paranoid, be aware, know your exits, enjoy life safely. Thank you everybody for being here and we will see you tomorrow.